Paul's letter to the Galatians that dealt largely with the uh, infusion or the remainder of uh, the uh, Hebrew influence uh, of the law um, and um, the feeling that it needed to be adhered to when Jesus said it was fulfilled. Fulfilled and then completed. No longer in effect. But Galatians 5 and verse 1 admonishes us, stand fast. Praise God. Hold on to it. Don't let it go. Don't take it for granted. Don't just assume it's going to be there. Let's read it together. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. Praise God. Now the law uh, and those who were claiming the need to continue in it is what Paul is referring to here as a yoke of bondage. Where we stand today, that yoke of bondage would be our old life. The sin that is so rampant in our world today. The influence of society that would pull you away from your walk in Jesus Christ. Minimizing it. Ridiculing it. Persecuting it. Stand fast. Praise God. Not us against them. No, no. They're, they're potential Pentecostal just like you were. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And that's why we want to proclaim the light of the Lord and know the goodness of God to minister in our midst. You can be seated. The Lord bless you so very much. Now consider, consider uh, Scripture and the availability that we have of Scripture today. Uh, I marvel at the number of translations that are available. And it's interesting how many of them have the word new attached to it. New King James Version. New International Version. I didn't even know there was an international version. How can there be a new international version? <laughs> new Living Translation. That's the one that we are uh, uh, more or less focused on uh, majority of us today, uh, reading through it uh, through the year, and uh, you know the one-year Bible and so on, the various translations that are. It's unique to be able to go to your Bible program. I use Bible Gateway. Some of you have uh, different favorites and so on, but it's amazing the number of translations that you're able just to click. They say, "What does this tra translation say?" What does this version uh, present as far as Galatians 5.1? And, uh, well, just for fun, Brother, uh, Brother Levi, let's take a look at what New Living Translation says of Galatians 5 and 1. And the, the, the ability to uh, just you know, very quickly say, so Christ has truly set us free. Huh? That's good. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. That's putting it pretty plain. <laughs> Don't get tied up in slavery to sin. Don't go back to that stuff. Amen. No matter what the temptation of the devil is. But the Lord and Scripture. 
12 years old, in the temple, amazing, the scribes, the priests, the uh, doctors of the law, not doctors medical, but doctors who studied so diligently the scripture. I wonder if Gamaliel was there. He could have been. You know, he's the one that talked to Paul a few years later and uh, told him, actually, he talked to the whole council. He said, if this be of God, you're not going to overthrow it. If it be of man, it's going to come to nothing anyway. You know, he may have been there to hear what Jesus had to say as a 12-year-old. They were astonished at his understanding and his answers. Well, he's the word in flesh. He, he's the one who wrote it. <laughs> Praise God. So he's going to have understanding and answers concerning the word of the Lord. But notice how he used the word of God. There's not any, an instance in particular that is mentioned here of what he said concerning the word of the Lord, except that they were astonished at his understanding and his answers. But when he was tempted, when uh, the devil followed him into the wilderness and uh, he fasted those numbers of days and he was coming uh, out of his fast and the devil with his temptation, make these stones into bread. That would definitely be something that he would uh, have a, an inclination, if there would be such, to satisfy his hunger. But remember he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word. Thank God. Every word has significance for us in the word of the Lord. Don't tempt the Lord, he would say. Worship and serve him only. Praise God. And uh, you, you would have thought the devil would have been defeated with that. But no, the devil doesn't give up. And neither should you. You keep coming back with the word. You keep coming back with determination. You keep coming back. Amen. Praise God. I, I'm, I'm glad we have these songs that can occupy our, our mind. And we can, we can claim God is pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom. Praise God. And that could be what goes through your mind if you don't have a particular scripture. Mix them together, praise God, and put that on the devil. The devil quoted, it is written. He'll try to change the word of God. He'll try to misapply the word of God, just as he did in this instance. But praise God. The Lord came back with the answer again from the word of the Lord. I'm glad the scripture tells us, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly understanding, rightly applying it, rightly uh, going into the word of the Lord and letting the word of God translate the word of God. Amen. A love for the truth. That's what's so important, a love for that truth. Obeying the truth through the Spirit is how Peter said it in his first letter. Praise God, I'm thankful we can move into that realm. Remember the time in the synagogue, uh, early in his ministry, he asked for the scroll from Isaiah. And he read the passage that we call Isaiah 61. The Lord uh, had that uh, that scroll and uh, read from that passage and handed it to the minister and sat down as though to say, you take it now. 
you share the word. You bring forth the word. Praise God. And then he told them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. Praise God. He wasn't sitting down on the job. He was the word made flesh. He was the one who was letting us know there is power for deliverance. Thank God. And the word that he shared, the power that he made known from Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Oh, the devil knows how to bring bruises. The world knows how to apply bruises. The, the world tries to beat you down. The world tries to make you feel intimidated. But I'm thankful the Lord sent his word. I love Psalm 107, verse 20. The Lord sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Praise God. It's not just a word that will sit on the shelf or a coffee table or on your kitchen table or wherever it may be, your bedside stand, and you get it out and read it so that you can become drowsy and finally fall asleep. <laughs> no, it's the word that he sent, praise God, and the power of the Lord that would be there to bring forth healing, bring forth deliverance, praise God, and move you into the realm where the blessing of the Lord is there. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Psalm 107 repeats that phrase four times. Praise God. Thank the Lord that we have that praise and that worship and that exalting of the Lord for his wonderful works. Praise God. Healing and deliverance. How often he does one or the other or he does both together. I'm thankful for the power of the Lord. Remember that centurion? Speak the word only. I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. I'm not worthy for you to be under my roof. He wasn't, he wasn't looking down on the Lord for being a Hebrew, a Jew, or anything like that. A mighty centurion, a representative of the Roman army. No, he recognized the authority that he had. He understood who he was talking to. Amen. I'm not worthy, Lord. I know you can just speak the word. Praise God. And the Lord complimented his faith. The Lord marveled at his faith. Oh, that God would marvel at our faith. Not our unbelief. Not our, our, our fear. Not our lack of faith. But marvel at our faith. Amen. And move on our behalf. And speak the word. Praise God. Because that's the power he wants to make known. The, nabal, uh, the nobleman's uh, son that was healed. The same hour he compared, he compared the time. When uh, the Lord said, go ahead and go home, your son's healed. And on his way, he met servants. The servants were so excited. The servants were so thrilled. Your son is healed. When did he get healed? And he compared the time. And it was the exact time that the Lord said, oh, thank God. That's not coincidence. That's not how the Lord is just going to, oh, well, uh, maybe it'll work out that way. Oh, no. My God knows how to tell time. My God knows how to recognize your situation. My God knows how to bring healing and deliverance. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful for that power and that blessing of the Lord. Now, let me point out to you Romans 7. Paul going through the human dilemma. 
Paul going through, the things that I love, I don't do. The things that I hate, that's what I end up doing. He went through the whole aspect here of I, 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 I. In fact, you can count the number of I's in Romans 7 and just be incredible. It, it, it just be incredible how many times he uses that, uh, that selfish pronoun. But he, at the end, he says, oh, wretched man that I am. He's kind of drawing it to a conclusion. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? You need to be set free from self. You need to walk in liberty from self. Amen. Self, now that, that's, that's, that's kind of a paradox, isn't it? That's almost a contradiction. How can I be delivered from self? Well, you crucify self, and you let the Savior live in you. Amen. New priorities, new ambitions, new goals, new power, new direction, new thinking, new guidance, new wisdom. That's what he instills. And you do away with self. Praise God. And Paul answered his own question there in Romans 7 at the end. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. And then you go to Romans 8 and you count the number of times spirit Spirit, 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 because that's got to be the transition. Tremendous lesson that Sister Donna taught. We need the spirit. Praise God. Move from I to the spirit and let the power of the Lord be manifest in your life. Praise God. That transition that is so important. Amen. And then I thought, well, we don't need to just count. The number of times spirit shows up, we need to make the spirit count. Praise God. And let the spirit lead us. Let the spirit empower us. Let the spirit direct us. Let the spirit give us life. Praise God. And stand fast in that liberty. Paul was assured, God's going to deliver me. The hardships that he endured, the ministry, the missionary journeys, all of the challenges that he faces in that. I love 2 Timothy 4 and 18, how the confidence that he writes that, the confidence that he states that, the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. Wait a minute, Paul. I read 2 Corinthians 11. I saw what you went through. I saw what you endured. I saw what you had to face. And Paul could perhaps answer, yes, I went through those things. Yes, I faced those things. But here I am on the other side. And they did not defeat me. They did not kill me. They did not drag me down. I'm still teaching and preaching Jesus Christ and things concerning the kingdom. Hallelujah. And that's what he meant by God declaring, I'm going to deliver you. Hallelujah. I'm going to provide for you. And the confidence that Paul would say, the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserved me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever I want to be there to declare him glory forever and ever hallelujah to be blessed by him to be strengthened by him to be lifted up by him praise God liberty here we are in America the declaration of independence 1776 Uncertain times, difficult times. And the young men who wrote those documents, 
Now, Ben Franklin was older at that point, but Madison, who is credited for writing the majority of the Constitution, was 36 years old. Amazing. How incredible that they would have the wisdom, they would have the knowledge, they would have the ability, they would have uh, the, the guidance from above, really, to be able to write that, to impact not only a new country, but to impact the world. Amen. Obviously, the hand of God at that time, and we need that same hand of God now. Amen. Don't stop praying for America. Don't stop praying for the government. Don't stop praying that revival would break out in North America. Praise God. We're going to believe the Lord. We're going to trust him. We're going to rely upon him because the whole family in heaven and earth is called by that name. Hallelujah. We're part of that body of Christ. Amen. We rely on each other. We pray for one another. We encourage each other. Praise God. Oh, thank the Lord that we can put our trust in him. Now, I want you to notice. We, I, I'm sure we quote Proverbs 3 and 5 many, many times. Proverbs 3 and 5. Please put that on the screen. I want you to notice something. It says, thine heart. Thine own understanding, thy ways, thy paths. Oh, I thought we we're supposed to do away with self. I thought we we're supposed to eliminate it. Here's what it's saying. Look at it. Here's what it's saying. You let the Lord take over. You let the Lord guide you. No, not, not your own understanding. The Lord coming in on your understanding. Praise God. The Lord providing for your heart. The Lord directing your ways. The Lord being there to show you your paths. Hallelujah. And we say, yes, Lord. Amen. And we step out. Praise God. We move forward. We don't wait and, and uh, for, you know, the... The signs and the wonders and so on. Our, our God does signs and wonders. Oh, yes, he does. Praise God. But go ahead and step out by faith. Go ahead and keep going. God, you're going to show me. God, you're going to direct me. I'm not leaning on my own. I'm, I'm trusting you, God. And you're going to illuminate the way. You're going to push back the darkness. You're going to provide for us the victory. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful we can put our trust in him. Now the question is, can God depend on me? I depend on him. Can God depend on me? Can he believe in me that I'm going to obey his word, that I'm going to be faithful to him, that I will be a witness unto him because he poured out his spirit on me, and that's the purpose. You shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. That's the whole purpose. We get excited about the Spirit, and rightfully so. We get praise and worship unto the Lord when the Spirit of God moves upon us. That's good. That's wonderful. That's what God delights in. But a witness, a witness, praise God. That's what the Lord wants us to be, to be ready for his coming and to spread the message with others and to live a life in liberty so that others can see that's how it's done.
That's how you make it. That's how you get through the tough times. That's how you keep living in the situations that are impossible. Praise God. And the power of the Lord being shown forth. Oh, glory to God. I'm thankful for the gospel that can be preached, the good news. I'm thankful the healing of the brokenhearted takes place. The captives are brought into deliverance. Sight is given to the blind. And there's so many who are spiritually blind today and proud of it. <laughs> proud that they're agnostic and atheists and so on. And oh, thank God, the power of the Lord that is so wonderful that we can show a changed life. It's hard to argue with a changed life. It's hard to, for, for people to find fault that this is what you used to be, but now this is where God has brought you. Amen. And the power of the Lord that is revealed in that aspect. That's why the scripture says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Praise God. Rejoicing in the good news. Healed on the inside and out. Amen. The Lord's concerned about your mind. That's why the scripture says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And the Lord brings that healing inside and out. Hallelujah. We're no longer captive. We're delivered. We're brought into his promises. Amen. Not fearful, not uh, faithless, not unbelieving, but brought into his promises so we can see his power. We can see his glory. We can sense his blessing. Praise God. The devil sets up obstacles. The devil sets up traps. But we're no longer bruised and battered. We're moving into his power, into his glory. Liberty. Stand fast. Don't be entangled again with that yoke of bondage. Don't, don't fiddle around with those aspects of, uh, of, of, the, that, of the old life that the devil wants to bring into your experience. Well, I don't get drunk anymore. Well, there's lots of things that the devil wants you to be intoxicated on. <laughs> I don't do this. I don't do that. Praise God. Good. Don't let the devil trick you into getting caught up in something else that really doesn't matter. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Praise God. And that creative power of God is where we, where we are. Galatians 5.13, let's, let's take a look at that. The liberty aspect is continued there because Paul is really wanting them to understand what he's talking about. Brethren, you've been called unto liberty. That's your calling. That's something the Lord wants you to continue in. Use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Oh, boy. That speaks to a lot of Christianity today. A lot of Christianity that is leaving behind the tenets of this book, the principles of this word, and moving into realms where they feel their liberty has allowed them to step. Oh, no. We're not going to get entangled again. We're not going to use it for an occasion to the flesh. But by love, we're going to serve one another. Praise God. Because that's what God has called us to into the church, into the body, into the family. 
Thank God that the power of the Lord is there. So we use the liberty of the Spirit to conquer sin, to conquer the flesh, to conquer the world. Amen. We're not going to be overcome by it, but we overcome with good by the power of the Lord. I'm going to use liberty to serve you with love. Praise God. And others that need to know the love of Christ. Others that need to know the liberty of the Lord. Others that need to be brought in to the blessing of the Lord. To use liberty to live a life of overcoming. Thank God, because we've been called to that liberty. Now, in 2 Corinthians 3, the Spirit of the Lord is emphasized several times by the Apostle. We won't take time here to, to look at each verse, but uh, later on you might want to read 2 Corinthians 3 again. The Spirit of the living God wrote in our hearts. Amen. Not just tables of stone, but he wrote it in fleshly tables of your heart. And he said, the Spirit giveth life. And we're changed to his image as we go from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. And then verse 17, if we need to focus on one verse, let's focus on verse 17. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful that we're free to worship. I'm thankful that we're free to give praise to our God. I'm thankful that we can walk around the building and, and jump up and down and, and have a little jig that we do for the Lord. Praise God. Because we're thankful for the liberty that the Lord has brought to us. And then we go out and live in that liberty. Praise God. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. Paul talked about the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.19. Thank God that supply doesn't run out. That supply doesn't have empty shelves. That supply doesn't just uh, turn the spigot and then nothing comes out. No, that supply continues. Praise God. It doesn't let up. It doesn't run out. It keeps going. And we can keep that supply strong and fresh within our hearts, within our lives, because the Lord is the fountain of living water. We're not going to forsake it. We're not going to hew out of stone cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. That doesn't make sense going to stay with the living fountain. Amen. The fountain of living water. Because one of these days, a liberty is going to be fulfilled in our lives and in our hearts. Liberty, praise God. Liberty from gravity. Liberty, liberty from this mortality. Liberty from this corruption. Praise God. We'll put on immortality. We'll put on incorruption. Praise God. We'll be lifted out of this world into his presence forever. Glory to God. What a liberty. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm holding on to. That's what I'm believing God for. Amen. Romans 8 and 21 the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Ah, that's where I want to go. Amen. I want Romans 8, 21 to be fulfilled for me. Hallelujah. I want it, of course, to be fulfilled for you. But as for me and my house, glory to God, we're going to serve the Lord. Hang on to those benefits. Keep that liberty. 
Amen. The Lord has made a change in you. There's a change that's coming up. We shall be changed, the apostle said, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Glory to God. We want to be ready for that change, the eternal change that he has made in our lives and will continue to make. Healing, delivering, recovering, renewing. Praise God to live in that liberty. Stand with me, please. Thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his blessings. I have the liberty to live for the Lord. I have the liberty to worship the Lord. Praise God. I'm glad he gave that liberty. And we're going to have liberty from pain, liberty from crying, liberty from sorrow, liberty from tears, liberty from death. <laughs> oh, my. That's a liberty that we're worth praising for forever. Glory to God. And right here and right now, I want to live in a liberty from sin, a liberty from deception, a liberty from deceit. The devil loves to put that out on you. The devil loves to bring that forth again and again, pulling you away from the liberty in his spirit, pulling you down from the freedom in the Holy Ghost. But thank God we can live in the liberty that God has provided. That's worth rejoicing about. That's worth giving praise to, for the Lord for. Amen. And the devil hates that. The devil doesn't like it. The devil wants to stop it. The devil wants to do away with your joy and your liberty in the spirit. But let's show him he's not the victor. He's not the one who is going to overcome. No, the people of God are going to overcome. Praise God. Amen. And we're going to have the confidence of the Apostle Paul. The Lord is going to deliver me from every evil work, and he's going to preserve me into his kingdom. Glory to him forever and ever. Praise God. Let's come this morning. We're going to worship the Lord again. We're going to.